You're listening to Filling the Storehouse Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. What's up, Storehouse listeners? Hey, this is Stu. And um, wow, we just passed the 100 episode mark. And we really appreciate all of you listeners um, taking the time to spend with us and uh, listen to topics about faith, family, and financial freedom. We just created a questionnaire and uh, we're looking for feedback from you. Um, we'd love to hear from you about what your favorite topic was, what your favorite episode was, and what you want to hear about in the future. We'd love some feedback. Um, there's a link in the show notes and it takes probably one minute to do jump on there and give us your feedback. There's a couple questions about uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to hear in the future. And then there's one question at the end that's the most important. Vote for Stu. That's all I'm going to say. Go fill your storehouse and make it a great day. See you. Hey, David, what, what were you saying right before we started recording about, about couples? Oh, sure. And- I'll recap it all. See, see, the problem is you think I'm going to be embarrassed and I'm not yeah. going to highlight the conversation that we had beforehand. Oh. So I was, uh, what I was highlighting is today, today's two things. One, it's cleanse day, Wednesday. Two, it's super pumped to have Russell, the love muscle Kimura on uh, the podcast. And, uh, but we were just talking about uh, how we make excuses uh-huh. for ourselves to not do things like cleansing PT, oh. waking up early. And then Stu threw in a random fact <laughs> that apparently as bonding, uh-huh. uh, him and his wife may spend time together in unique ways. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No. Hmm. I heard yeah. that Russell actually gave himself his own nickname, Russell the Love Muscle, when he was in high school. And he started telling people that he was going to. It was college, right? It was, it was college. college. It, it just rhymes. And if if you need to um, affirm yourself, because you guys are into self-affirmation stuff. I've yeah. Heard yeah. So yeah. I might as well just give myself a nickname so then I can grow into that and just be the love muscle and just grow in love. I have no, I didn't make that up. But <laughs> I think you should probably do focus on the hair because your hair, for those hair of muscle. you who are not on the YouTube, go to the YouTube. It looks good. Uh, his hair looks amazing. Oh, I appreciate good. it. I actually was thinking I need to get a haircut because I cut my own hair. I've cut my own hair for 20 something. I've always cut. I've never paid for a haircut just because it's really you can just do it. I'm on the same. I'm in the same as you. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I actually do a haircut today. It's well. good. It looks great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If I, uh, in uh, as a as a pilot if we tried to give ourselves our own nicknames uh that would be that'd be a bad day because you'd end up with like a really really awful uh call sign if you were trying to give yourself your own <laughs> which you typically get an awful call sign anyways because you end up doing something really stupid and uh you get one anyways but anyways no. russell no. dude it's great to have you man i know we've been kind of joking but uh it's uh it's been a long time coming for you to come on on the show and um yeah, for our for our guests listeners, um, give us a little background. Who, who is uh, the Russell Love Muscle Kimura? Well, first off, thank you guys for having me. You know, you guys are doing great stuff, and I appreciate it. You know, over hundred episodes is nothing to snitch at. You guys have been putting in the work, and uh, I was just impressed. I was honored to even be invited to this. I'm like, what? You guys, man. Uh, so your community is super blessed, and I charity. think you guys are doing a great job. Charity, charity. charity. Yeah, it's, we find some charity every now and then. <laughs> Well, it's like all our great, listeners, all our great charity. To uh, us. This is a great charity event. So I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the charity event that you guys are putting on here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, thank you guys. But I born and raised in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. And uh, I went to college in Spokane, Washington at Whitworth, Whitworth College, now university. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's my journey. And I'm back here on the island and living life and trying to do things to, to impact lives and help people and do what I can do. But um, I don't know, I have uh, married for 16 years this June to my beautiful wife, Sarah, and I have three lovely daughters. So only girls, um, Ava's 13, Lily is 11 and Belle is nine. So they're all real close. They're actually outside working out right now. We homeschool them. So they have some PE right now and they're working out and doing their thing. But um, yeah, happy to be here and I'm super stoked to, to join you guys. Yeah, and, and uh, to fill in some gaps as well, Russell and I, I was stationed in Hawaii, um, I guess, over 16 years ago before you guys were married. And uh, yeah, I was almost 20 years now. 
that yeah. that, uh, that I was stationed out there. Uh, I had prayed that that God would connect me with an amazing church with uh, some amazing dudes that that would help me grow, and uh, immediately met Russell. Spent a lot of time together. Spent a lot of time with his family, uh, and just was a huge blessing for me. And and once Erica went to Hawaii as well. Uh, I was the first official nickname, which I'm sure she does not go by anymore for uh, Ava when she was in, in Sarah's belly. Panchita. That's right. Panchita. Panchita. Little Panchita. I remember that. Yeah. Even out of onesie. Yeah. yeah. Onesie that said Panchita. Yeah. It's, uh, but, but, you know, Russell has um, for the last 20 years while we were there was a great accountability buddy and, and has always been very entrepreneurial has been, uh, someone that I've always looked up to as a businessman has always been someone I look up to as a, as a, a Christian brother. And, 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 you know, over the years we've spent uh, a, a ton of hours just, you know, keeping in touch, but also every time we talk, man, it's so deep. It's, it's, it's always edifying for me, hopefully for you as well. I always leave uh, energized, but also it scratches a lot of the entrepreneurial itch. I mean, you're just a hush. Like when I think of hustler, I think of, of Russell Kimura. Um, because you, you know, you've been into a lot of different things. You've been, you're very self-driven, self-motivated and, uh, a lot of stuff kind of solopreneur type things that you're doing and, and, and requires a lot of self-discipline, you know, physically, you know, our workouts and, and the things that we've done in the past, just, you know, all that, that holistic view of, of, um, you know, becoming the best man that we can become. And, and now, you know, the things you're jumping into, I'm super excited to, to talk through some of these other ventures that you're that you're dipping your toes into and and that i know will be a success because they're things that you're leading and and uh and i think you've been uh, ordained to be a leader and and to uh, really drive change and help people grow so welcome to the show man we're super excited and you bought the first ever i did storehouse property from us yeah. so it was uh so you're very special to Stu and i and our business to get us uh, to get us off the ground and running and hopefully that's still making some money for you Absolutely. Still cash flowing to this day from day one it cash flowed. And, and uh, I obviously probably didn't make enough money to, that's my one and only one. So I need to get more of those. But at the end of the day, I'm super, super honored to be here, you know, be able to gap one of those properties and then to see where you guys have grown. It's, it's incredible. So, you know, kudos to you guys, but I love what you're doing here with the podcast and the community and all that you're building um, because I know your hearts is to, to give and to, um, you know, not just make money, but to, to give. And so it's super, super great um, what you're doing. Support it 100%. Hey, dude, when we were up, so we had a, a group call with some other uh, guys, you know, recently, and, and you were talking about uh, kind of the first kind of stage of your life after college, you, you, you went into ministry. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you had said that um, you, you thought that there might be more opportunities in ministry in the market, in the marketplace. Um, t- tell us about that. Like wh- why, why did you kind of shift and what, why do you think that there's more opportunities uh, in the ministry in the marketplace instead of actually in the church? Yeah. Uh, great question. You know, I think that uh, more is relative. I think there's tons of obviously opportunities within ministry. And when we say ministry, pulpit ministry, church ministry, full-time staff ministry, where you are on staff, you're running an organization that is a church and you're preaching the gospel and, and, and you have small groups and you have activities and you have services. And I think that's a needed. And obviously when we look in the Bible, it's there, you know, they, they met in the temple, they met uh, and they did that. And so you had priests but um, there's also in the Bible, you have people who were, you know, priests and kings where they maybe weren't in the um, temple, so to speak, as their full time job, but they were in the marketplace, if we will, uh, and they were still making kingdom impact. And so I didn't set out like to after um, I left being full time ministry to be like, OK, um, I'm going to go into the cold marketplace because I'm going to make more impact. I just needed a job, you know, like I, uh, I, I just needed to pay the bills and figure it, figure that out. But then what I realized when I, uh, I guess, shed the pastor title and I was just kind of working, if you will, in the marketplace and I was no longer introduced that, oh, here's Russell, the pastor. Um, it kind of opened up doors in different ways where I saw, wow, you know what walls have come down where they're no longer like, okay, hey, watch your language. The pastor's here or hey, put away your beer. The, the pastor is here. Um, I was just Russell. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, not that I, you know, I don't, I don't, whatever they're going to swear. They're going to swear, but I was able to have some different conversations that maybe I wouldn't have normally had necessarily if I came in with the title of pastor. And so I think there's, there's value in both, 
But I also believe that as marketplace, I use that term, but as, as business professionals, uh, we have an opportunity to do things that maybe people within the church uh, walls can't. Namely, we can continue to build all kinds of things and, and provide a um, platform for people to come meet Christ maybe within their jobs and as business owners and the things we create, there's an environment that we set because we are the owners that uh, can affect our employees. But secondly, there's nothing wrong with making money and funding the kingdom, if you will, where there's initiatives that God gives us uh, the ability to, to make money and wealth so that we can help, you know, whatever initiatives maybe the church needs help with, or maybe it's a parachurch of nonprofit or just within our business, we're able to make impact. And so, you know, I, I don't know if that answers your question completely, but I think that they're both needed and we both need it. Um, but I also think that I've never stopped ministry you know i'm not like oh i'm no longer in ministry well i always see myself as i'm in ministry it's just maybe i don't have the title and i'm not in the the pulpit necessarily preaching on a sunday uh, but i am living my life because i believe our life speaks and so whatever we're doing if our life speaks and what's coming out of us is a heart to honor christ to love those around us we're in ministry i don't care like you might say oh i'm not i'm not a minister no we all are in fact the job of the the church is to equip the saints the min, the do the work of the ministry so that's all of us who are not uh, on staff and so the 98% if you will the 2% on staff are to equip the 98% of us and so one of the things i'm involved in is inspire collective and it's it's a marketplace um, initiative to impact um, culture and uh, um, influence change or influence culture impact change. And what we want to do is create a, a network and a, and a place for people to come and be inspired, but also make change in the marketplace, the seven spheres, where maybe the church can only be one of those spheres. And that's a good sphere. But uh, we need all influences, uh, influencers. And that's a catchy word, but the people who are in influence, whether it's politics, um, whether it's sports, entertainment, uh, education, medical field, military, and all of these different spheres of influence, if Christians, people who take their call seriously say, hey, I'm in this for a reason. God placed me over this, you know, business, over this, um, um, you know, organization, this, this school for a reason, and I'm going to make impact and change for his kingdom that's a far better reach than just the church being able to do everything. And so, you know, being a part of Inspire Collective has been one of my passions. We actually have an event coming up on Friday that we're going to do at a hotel and it's going to be less Christian needs, if you will. And we're going to invite like non-Christian business owners and, and different professionals to come and they're going to get a dinner. They're going to get, um, you know, a, a inspiring uh, business talk. It's not going to be like a sermon and they're going to leave feeling, wow, what was that? That was cool. That was refreshing. That was different. And then hopefully, but there's a bunch of Christians in the room. It's just that it's not quote church as we, so to speak. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm really passionate about raising the call, if you will, having people recognize, no, you have a call. You are in ministry just because you don't have the pastor title in front of your name. Doesn't mean you can't make, in fact, you can make more impact as we we're saying, because you don't have that title and people just see you as Stu and Dave and you know then you can walk in and say hey but I still love Christ and I'm doing this not because I'm getting paid but I'm doing this because I love you and so I think that's even more powerful sometimes uh, that's a long answer but um you know hopefully that answers your question <laughs> oh man that was that was awesome and I was just gonna say there's so much there I would encourage our listeners to go back and listen to that because there you know there's you hit a number of points so Stu and I are huge fans of um you know, the gospel patrons, uh, John Reinhardt and the book that he wrote. And we, we, uh, started a small group to go through his other book that was the, uh, giving together and, and just seeing, and, and, and most of the guys in that group, while they're, um, you know, believers, they're also, uh, they're also very entrepreneurial. They're very business minded individuals. And so taking, you know, I think one of the things that you said, it just, you know, popped up the phrase actions speak louder than words, right? So when you're, when you're conducting business in, in these, uh, you know, whatever it is that your field is, and people see that you're different and they see that you're, um, you know, you honor them, you honor them and potentially their profits and their investment over your own. Uh, these things are very, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but they're, they're, they're atypical. Mm. Right. Most people are in it for themselves. And, and we right. see that. And we were talking before this call about a number of folks that that, you know, experiences that we've had recently that you just see and it's very tangible in it. And it's and it 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 injures the things that are most important, like integrity, trust and and, and all in relationships. And so I think that 
all that stuff that you just said is so it touch it hits us right in the heart because that's our desire, right? Is to do business differently. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the standard is not that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's different. And but what's good is you can you can rise above the standard and and just think differently, do things differently. And then, like you said, you leave the situation, leave the dinner, you leave the experience edified, you know, empowered, energized, a lot of e-words. And um, and and I think it's just a great, it's a great mission. And I and I love that. Um, you know, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit specifically about uh, you know, kind of your journey and some of the things that you've done as an entrepreneur. Cause I I also don't want people to get the sense that this has been easy for you, or it's been a, you know, a walk in the park. Cause there's been some significant challenges and you've done some significant pivots as well. But, but I think those, those are important things to notice. Yeah, 100%. So I was blessed uh, out of college or uh, out of the ministry. When I jumped into the, um, the workforce, I worked at a restaurant for a few years and was a waiter. And then I was really looking to build a career. If you will, I thought that's that's what it is like build a career get into a job because i want to have kids i want to have something stable and so i was blessed to be a part of um, gravity payments which is a credit card processing company out here in hawaii or it's in seattle but we started the hawaii branch and uh, i i I helped be a part of building that uh that team and it and sales and i did that for about 11 years and during that process i just grew so much learning about business i got to work with a lot of small business owners and help them with their payment processing and i was i was cold calling you know i was knocking on 30 doors a day you know and just introducing myself and trying to you know drum up business for gravity payments and i was fairly successful in doing so and i developed a skill set that i now am grateful for uh you know years later but i had gotten to a point where uh i was quote, successful in many uh, regards, I guess I was making uh, enough money to provide for my family and to live comfortably, um, you know, building retirement, all that kind of all those kind of things. But I also was, if you will, hitting a ceiling of uh, development, and I was kind of um, could do it in my sleep. And I wasn't really super motivated anymore. And um, for whatever reason, just just the way I'm wired. And so my wife was like, hey, you're, you're not, uh, you're not happy. You're not alive. I'm like, what do you mean? We're, we're successful. We're, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're comfortable. This is good. And then that, that's what came in. I was like, huh, you're comfortable. But, but I, I told myself, but isn't that what everyone wants, right? We all want to be living comfortably. We all want to have a nice steady job that you can do and you're doing well. You, you get pat on the back because you're successful and you've done a good job and people look up to you and you're leading this and that. And it seemed like this is good. But the way I'm wired, I wasn't happy. I wasn't um, my wife and my wife is super. She's very perceptive. She's, she has a discernment gift. She has a faith gift, which comes into play in this story. It's like she's like, you got to you got to you got to leave. You got to go do something else. I'm like, what do you mean I got to leave? What what are we, you? You know, she stayed. So backstory, she's a amazing uh, nurse that left uh, being a nurse to homeschool our three daughters. And so she, I'm single single income family, I was the sole provider making good enough money to provide for both of us here in Hawaii. So if that gives you a little context of like, we were doing fine. Um, So the thought of me leaving a safe W2 job to do something else, granted, I had a lot of flexibility. So it was kind of entrepreneur where like, I wasn't clocking into a, I was doing sales. And so I had a freedom. I was like, this is a pretty good job, you know? Um, But she was like, you're not happy. You're not developing. God's created you for more. I'm like, what could be more? I mean, we, you know, sort of, but then I kind of knew, but then the bigger thing was the fear Um, is like, if I did, what would I do? Money doesn't grow on trees. You're at home. Like I I was fearful that I didn't want to go. I was like, there's no lateral move that I can see where I'm just going to go, you know, um, and not skip a beat. It's probably going to go like this for us telling, Hey, you know, if we do this, it's probably going to be a season of down and then take some time to build up again to where we're at. Cause it doesn't just happen that way. And she's like, don't you have faith? I was like, nah, I mean, I have faith, but I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, that, that was about a sounds like an awesome wife, man. Sounds yeah. like she's like, you hard. that's great. She was like kicking me out the door and saying, go, it was about a six, seven month like battle to the point where she was like, don't even talk to me. Like, you know what you need to do. You just need to, I'm like, but where, what, what I'm inside, so like start to get like offended. Like, I'm sorry, my faith isn't as big as yours, but I just, what am I going to do? Like, I just, it was so hard for me. I, and I just couldn't see it. Right. Fast forward. Eventually um, I found solar, my neighbor out here, 
um, was doing solar and I was consulting with him, helping him trying to make a decision about a solar company. And I sat in on one of his meetings and said, I'll go with you. And I started listening to the guys talk. I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me if you sell this, you can make this and you just got a cold call. And I was like, that is like, that could work, you know? And so it was almost like, God was like, here you go. Do you, are you going to jump? And I was kind of in this. So anyway, long story short, I jumped from my W2 job, jumped into solar, figured that out, um, sort of, and was able to make enough money to sustain us. Um, so obviously God was faithful. And, um, but I will say, so that was about two and a half, three years ago. And I would say in those two and a half, three years, I have grown in more ways than I can even think of on this journey of, of learning how to, uh, one, trust the Lord, but also like develop myself. You know, I look back and, um, you know, the growth in which uh, my habits, my mindset, um, the relationships, all that stuff of what, like, I think my wife knew this is the beauty of, she knew, like, she was like, you are made for more and you're going to develop more and you're going to grow more. Not that it was all about me, but she just knew that, um, you know, that's what needed to happen has, has exponentially in the last three years, potentially more than my 11 years at gravity. I grew a lot in gravity. So there's nothing against that. It was just the, the being on your own and being like, okay, it's all on you now. Like I was comfortable back then. Um, I think back, like, how did I even function back then? Like I, I didn't even, I would just wake up and just, you know, again, comfort. I'd just wake up, I'd do my thing. I, I could, I've done it for 11 years and I knew how to do it, but now I wake up like, okay, like I got to get myself straight. Like I got to get my, my, my routines in. I got to make sure that I'm sharp because it's all on me and I got to figure that out. Um, and it's pushed me to grow. And then it's given me a desire. Like I want to help others grow, you know, like, it's not just about me. It's about how many people around you can you help develop? Because at the end of the day, like we're created for more, not just for ourselves, but to give back and to help other people in what we're learning. And so I just appreciate the pl platform to share with you, you folks and your listeners, like, we all, it's, we think it's about one thing. Oh, it's probably about this, like making money. Or we think it's about that. And it really ends up being something so much bigger than what we ever thought it was because God says, yeah, I'll let you think that it's about this, but really it's about this. It's about the mission that I have for you to, to help as many people as possible, to give as much money as you can, to, to impact as many lives as you can, right? We don't even know where that's at, but what we do know is God sees the whole big picture. And we're just kind of in this small little piece of you know the, the the story right now but if we fast forward like oh my gosh god i didn't even realize what you had for me i'm just going to be faithful in this one step knowing that i can't see 10 years from now but i do know that if i'm faithful the the impact and the mission you have for me is is far greater than i could have ever imagined and so if i were disobedient and and stayed um yeah i probably would have been making still good money and doing all that kind of stuff there's nothing against that it's just that being true to what you know God's place in your heart has to come out or else you will eventually potentially die inside and no fun dying inside and still living on the outside. I don't know even what that means, but, you know, so that hopefully answers your question, my journey. And so we continue the journey in the entrepreneurship. I have Aloha Energy Savings, which I started a, a solar sales organization and some other things that uh, we're, we're starting up some marriage coaching and mindset coaching things. But yeah, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Hey, before your questions, Stu, um, the one thing that I, I listened to Rick Warren the other day talk about, and, and you hit it, it just, uh, Ephesians 3.20 has just been like bombarding me. And it's, it's, uh, it says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And the point of that, um, you know, to me is that we have these visions and these dreams, but God's visions and dreams are so much more than we could even imagine, mm -hmm. right? That more than we might even ask or think. And what that tells me, which is am it's amazing, is that what he, he potentially, it's potential until we take action like you have, but in what we think we can accomplish is so below what he knows and plans that we can accomplish. And I, I just love it. It's so empowering. So I love that you said that, but Stuart, oh. go ahead. No, man, I mean, you're kind of on the same path as, as what I was um, going to say. I mean, great, great minds think alike, but 
he does that all the time like anytime he asks a good question he's like usually he sends me a text he's like hey dude can you send me like a really good question to ask real quick and i send him something <laughs> for this time. i don't yeah. know what to say uh no man i mean so we've i mean we've we've seen we've seen it uh so far in our business ventures too and you know we 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 have we think we have a path we think we're on a mission we think we're gonna go you know serve a, a community and serve people and have this plan to, to do awesome things and, and then, you know, things change, things happen. Uh, there's challenges, things don't work out the way we thought they were going to work out. Um, but there's always, there's always another invite out there. And, you know, if, and if you're listening and if you're asking, yeah. uh, something else comes up. Right. And I think, I think we've kind of seen a new path and, and, and we're both incredibly excited about, um, you know, where, where we're headed, but, who knows what that's going to bring. Right. I mean, well, God knows, right. Yeah. God knows what that's going to bring. Uh, but I mean, it, super exciting, man. And, um, you know, this, this mindset stuff and this marriage stuff, I, I'm, I'm super excited about what, what you guys are doing when in that. And, you know, David was telling me about, uh, the, the, the marriage reset you guys did. And unfortunately I couldn't make it, but I mean, I heard it was awesome. Um, and, uh, and we have another guest coming up pretty soon to talk about some marriage stuff too. And like, I mean, dude, like I just got back from a retreat, um, you know, with uh, our life in air group that David and I joined this coaching group. And there was some, there was some couples there in my, in my small group that like married for 40 years, uh, you know, successful business owners, real estate investors, um, and you know, four kids, grandkids, like sounds just incredibly doing, doing awesome. You know, in, in, in the word success, you would think that they, they are defined by, they're defined by success, but even all this stuff that sounds amazing, like there's, there's challenges with marriage. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm not going to tell the stories of these two individuals cause I really don't have the, the approval to do so, but um, you know, like, marriage and, and, and serving your spouse and serving your family at the end of the day, all the success and real estate and business and money and all this stuff, dude, it all goes back. It all goes back to the family to be the most important thing in our world. And, and I mm -hmm. saw that in these two couples this weekend and it, and it just, uh, it was, it was encouraging, empowering, and, um, you know, it, it excited me to get focused on, on my family most important. Mm. Um, so if you could do, I mean, talk, talk about a little bit, you know, about, about your mindset stuff that you've started about your coaching, about, um, th these marriage resets and, and the stuff you're starting to do. Yeah. Thank you. I, in this journey that I mentioned in the last two and a half, three years, I've realized, well, I've consumed a ton of content just in, in, in growing myself and, and trying to understand how this all works. And I, I don't have it all figured out, but what I do realize is so much of what happens is is linked back to our mindset and no one ever told me about that you know uh school doesn't necessarily tell you about it you know um so it really struck me that mindset is such a big portion of what we do how we do it and what what happens on a daily basis in our business in our family in the way we raise our kids the way that we respond to our friends our coworkers, um what we start what we don't start like everything comes back to like the way we think and it just blows me that um that's the the starting point yet how much i wish you know if we were to go back like i wish i had um mindset coaches back you know 11 years ago that was telling me hey da 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 da, da right and i'd be like it's so brand new to me but please tell me like i want to learn i want to understand this because that will help me set on a trajectory for something that who knows, but if I thought differently about it, I could have changed different things. Right. And so my heart is to um, help bring people to a place where they can understand that their mindset is so important. And if we engage it in a way that um, I guess if we're open to it, like what David said, like um, that scripture, no, no, I see no, no ears heard, like no mind can comprehend what God has prepared for us. Like that alone, I can, for days, I can think about like, man, so if that's the case and that's how God sees it, why are we limiting ourselves and what, what, what needs to change in my mindset so that I can not achieve, but I can do things that I never thought were possible, but God thought was possible. Right. So it was almost giving ourselves permission to do things that God's like, yeah, I'm waiting for you. And you're like, well, I didn't know I could do that. 
Yeah, yeah. you could, right? And, awesome. and, and it's just a mindset thing. And yeah. yet I feel like it's, it's so, um, the coaching thing is like, I also have this, I've always had a coaching heart to empower people. Like I want the best for you. I want, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you move the ball down the field, so to speak. I want to see you like win. And so like, that's what I believe a coach does is a coach is there to, for your success. I want to help you win. I want to help, but I'm going to help you do that through different tools. And so um, this, there's, there's two pieces that I'm developing right now. One's a, a mindset coaching business where I want to help coach people through mindset things to help them achieve whatever God got for them. And uh, we do a month, Monday mindset thing that um, I'm just starting on zoom and we're going to have conversations. That's a free thing, but I'm going to do marriage or mindset coaching agreements. I have a couple of clients right now and looking to coach more people through different principles and different goals to help them achieve what they want to achieve, which starts with mindset. But the second thing is the marriage coaching thing. And you mentioned it. So this past Saturday, my wife and I, my bride of 16 years, uh, we did a marriage refresh event. And the idea was we wanted to start the year off to help couples be refreshed. And, uh, you know, the idea of refreshing is sometimes we get still it just kind of is what it is we need we need a little refresh and so we did this zoom event and uh we had close to 60 people i think 28 couples came on and um you know we had a panel um david uh, and his wife were a part of the panel and we had a panel of married one year 10 year 20 year 30 years and 40 years 50 years as well share some wisdom with us and it was just incredible to hear just the uh the stories and the wisdom from these these couples and the feedback we got. And the whole idea was like, hey, let's help couples be intentional with what's important. Like you said, we can make all the money in the world. We can be successful in our businesses. We can, but if our home life and our marriage particularly is left to the side, which I think happens a lot, uh, what is it really worth? And what are we doing with our lives? And so um, if I can go back to like the reason why we started marriage coaching is uh, if, if you, I mean, you, you, you fellas have probably played sports. Um, and you know, if, if you were to take the analogy of like your kid comes to you and say, like, Hey, I want, I want to, and I was a soccer guy. So if my kids say, hey, I want to play soccer, I was like, okay, great. That's awesome. You know what we'll do? Um, we are going to have you sign this piece of paper and we're going to do this big ceremony. And we're going to give you like this nice soccer ball and the shin guards and this kind of uniform. And we're going to walk you down this thing. And we're going to say now, you can play soccer and then you go off and you let us know if you, you know, go for it and see how it goes. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And that's, a, I know it's a dumb analogy, but I think like we don't do that with sports. Like if you want to learn something, you sign up and you get a coach and you get a season and you play and you have practice and you, and you get better over time because you, if you practice and you put intention to it, you're going to get better. Right. If you, you, you know, I want to, whatever it is, it could be physical fitness and getting a trainer. It could be whatever you're trying to get better at. Um, but the most important relationship in our life, marriage, our, our spouse, it's what we do. We sign a marriage covenant, you know, or not even a marriage covenant, just a, a, a little paper the certificate. And then from there, there's nothing like what it's, it's that. And then marriage counseling, if you're in trouble, which people don't want to go to marriage counseling because then it's like, oh, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. But there's nothing in between. And I was like, what if we created something to coach marriages to say, hey, look, it's not counseling. You're not in trouble. You're just like looking for ways to improve. And we're going to do a season where there's going to be specific accountability. There's going to be specific topics that will help you grow in your marriage. And a coach is just there. Like who's in your corner, who's coaching you? Like who's saying, Hey, you can do this. Like, you're going to be okay. Like work on this, this, and this, and, you know, let's, you know, in between the next time we meet or our practice, come back and let's just see how we're doing on that. And if you put intentionality towards that, I guarantee you after uh, a season, even if you're not like, Pele or, or Ronaldo, you're at least got a little bit better, hopefully, you know, in your skills of whatever you're working towards. And so marriage coaching is simply that is like, we want to make it a thing where like people that get married and they're like, okay, hey, do you have a coach? You know, have you signed up? Have you, do you have a coach that's coaching you? I mean, we use the word mentor, but, and, and that's out there, I guess. Oh, I have a mentor, a marriage mentor. Okay. That's cool. It's kind of similar concept, but I just want to make it more of a, a thing where people say, Hey, I realize that marriage is important. I just don't know how to put intentionality to it. And if I can be a part of a coaching season, a coaching program, and if those things exist, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to sign up for a resource because that's important to me. And so we're, we're going to see how it goes. Maybe we get two couples that say, sign me up, we get zero, you know, whatever, um, to sign up for the marriage coaching season that we're going to launch here soon. Um, 
but yeah, we're, we're going to, we're excited to see what happens. Cause we believe at the end of the day, we want our lives to speak. We want it to impact as many marriages and the things, and we're not perfect. We'll be the first people to tell you like, you know, uh, being 16 years married doesn't qualify us to be any gurus, but what we do know is we love people. We love each other and we're trying. And so we want to help other couples do the same thing and navigate how hard marriage is, but if you have a coach in your corner saying, Hey, you can do this. You've got this. Like, Hey, have you thought about this? Like maybe you could do it. And so out of the marriage refresh, I, um, I'm launching a, a free challenge, um, a 14 day love challenge starting in February where, um, every day, you know, I'm going to ask, or you can sign up and just be a part of it. So you feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this challenge. And, uh, and then from there, you can one day, every day for 14 days leading up, obviously to Valentine's is, do something intentional for your spouse. It can be as simple as writing a note to as big as washing their car, to making them a meal, to giving them a hug, to, hey, I'm going to finally pray for you before you go off to work. I don't know what it is. Um, but, you know, simple acts of love, intentional love. Maybe we can be a little bit better each day. Um, that's the idea. So anyway, I hope I answered your question. But, you know, I really believe that um, at the end of the day, people need will want to be coached in different ways. And if we can fill a little gap there and be a part of it, um, I know that that would bring me so much more joy than selling a credit card processing machine or a solar system or whatever. Like those are okay. But um, if I could figure out a way to bring fulfillment through purpose, um, but also like people see value in it would pay, you know, for it. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So that's the idea. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, cause we're just launching it literally. It's not like I have this robust program, like, Hey, sign up. I, I don't, we're figuring it out as we go. So, man, I, I love that. And I love, I love your willingness to take action. I love your willingness to identify these areas of need in your own life and, and, you know, to, to prompt growth and two things you said, well, one thing you said earlier and then another word popped in my head, but, uh, you know, I was working out earlier to the things that two words kept popping in my head is comfort and leisure, comfortable and leisure. And you mentioned comfort earlier. And, and I think those two words are very dangerous and, and, and I guess it just depends on who you are, but for me, zero, zero desire for comfort or leisure, right? I want to always be growing. I want to constantly be um, bettering myself. And these are the things, these are the opportunities, right? And, and I think where most people, I think everybody does want that. And when you say you're comfortable in a marriage, what does that mean? You sit on the couch together, you don't talk and you uh, maybe eat a dinner at a, uh, you know, on a TV tray and, and watch a show and that's spending time together. You know, the marriages devolve into that, right? And you see it every day and, and which is vastly different than having a, a fellowship and family together and, and, and having conversations. And, and it's hard, man. It's hard. And I'm sure your kids are the same, but I get the same answers. Hey, uh, Maya, how was your day? Good. Jakey, what was the, what was the hardest thing you did today? Uh, recess and Noah, how was school? And you just don't get an answer, right? Like it's hard, but you keep it going and you keep it and you get ideas from people on, on, uh, uh maybe coaching and, things you didn't think about and, and how do you, you know, how do you make it better? How do you get out of that comfort zone and get to the stretch zone? And then once you're in the stretch zone, you're in the growth zone. And, and, and I, I just think it's uh, I love what you guys are doing and I'm, and I'm kind of curious. So the, the mindset coaching thing is, is that a, is that kind of the result and the, you know, the child of this, of this process that you mentioned going through earlier, this 11 year, you know, plus process of, of um and i'm sorry it wasn't the 11 year process it was the it was the change to solar i can't believe it's been two almost three years man it seems like yesterday that we had that conversation but yeah but was it was it that process that really you know forced you to grow that that created this mindset coaching thing has always been something that's been on your mind like what what was what what prompted it and then after that question the follow-on if you don't mind give us some insight into that um what your your kind of process is in the morning like what you what you do to get yourself uh, you know, primed and ready to go. Yeah. Um, well, you asked me two questions, so this could take probably another half hour, but, uh, the first, the first part of it, um, I, I, I don't know that I, um, always knew that's where I wanted to head, but as I, as I became more self-aware in this, this last season of developing, growing, engaging content, understanding that so much of our life is made up of like our thoughts and the actions we do or don't take and all this kind of stuff, it kind of birthed out of that. Um, and, and I also realized like there, um, 
I use this phrase and I don't remember who I would love to give credit to it, but I, I don't remember who I heard it from. It says, you know, thinking about, are you making a living or are you making a life? And so the, the difference there for me is like, you can make a living, meaning you can make money. You can figure out ways to make, at least I feel like, yeah, you can figure out how ways to make money, but is that really fulfilling? And, but what does it mean to make a life? And so when uh, some of these other people that I was listening to and they were asking like, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? The Spice Girls question, right? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Like, what do you want? Uh, so I had to ask myself, what do I want? Do it's I want to like, just make my like money? David's favorite song, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, hey, man, it's, it's the fact that you have, I think, three girls in the house that, that the Spice Girls <laughs> is your go-to. And, yeah. and just to, so you can uh, appropriately attribute it in the future. That was me. I said that too. Oh, now, see, I was thinking it was David yeah. Russell Lover Gutierrez that said that. Yeah. And yeah. I was just trying to figure out who said that. Um, because, you know, again, making money is making money. And I guess for entrepreneurs that may come in different ways, but for the most part, we can figure that out for the, for the most part. But is that really fulfilling, right? Is that really something that is making us satisfy making a life or, or is it just like we're just doing it and so i realized man if i can figure out a way to make a life where i'm impacting lives and making money and doing things that i really love in my giftings and i one of my giftings i think is a coach like i just by nature i always was excited to coach my girls and then they got into dance and i can't really coach them in dance but um i can coach them on different things here and there <laughs> so um but i think so to answer your question I don't think it was always on the uh, like, oh, this is where I know where I want to head. I, it came up through these last three years or so of realizing I really have a heart and desire to uh, help people in their mindset. And, and I, I feel like I'm good at asking questions, bringing up ideas, helping uh, people think through things in a way, because that's what sales is, is asking good questions. It's really trying to hone in on like, what is it that you guys are trying to do? And can I bring a solution? Well, similarly with coaching, it's just like identifying what do you what do you want? And are there ways that I can help you get there? And maybe there's certain limiting beliefs. Maybe it's subconscious. You don't even see it. I know you guys kind of talked about that the other podcast, but like, it's very true. There are so many thoughts that, that we don't, we're not even aware of that are hindering us. There's, there's glass ceilings. There's things that, you know, limiting beliefs that if I can help identify for you, oh, right there, you said that, do you know where that comes from? Because until you address that, you're never going to rise above that limit. And then you're, you want to go here, but you're going to have to address that first. And so it's just identifying certain things and then putting things in place to work towards, hey, I want to move in a direction that's going to hopefully in three months, six months, a year, I, I've um, transformed in a way that I'm on track to hit my goals and to be in a, a better space. Um, I feel like I can help people navigate some of that. And so that's where the mindset coaching kind of came about. But as far as like developing a, a routine and habit, it just over time has developed. And so uh, typically I'll wake up at around 530. Just um, I haven't woke up to an alarm clock in about a year and a half. And so I just my body knows it's time to wake up and I'll wake up. Um, and then I'll, what I'll do is I won't lay there. So I know when it's time to get up and I kind of just know it's time and I'll just get up. And then um, I will um, do right away. I'll go to the office. It's dark and um, I'll do about anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes of stillness, we call it, or meditation, whatever you want to call it. And I just use some guided meditations and just like just try to be still in before I start anything, just to get my mind focused and uh, just see if I can still myself. And then from there, I have um, a bunch of journals and they're really pretty. If you can see um, butterflies and, and different cute. things. Um, and so each journal has uh, each journal has something on there. Um, one's a gratitude where I write, you know, a bunch of things that I'm grateful for. Um, and then I also write, um, and then I, I read, I read the word. So I read God's word in the morning after that. Um, I usually have some kind of devotional or something that I'm working through reading. And then I'll journal, um, I'll journal a prayer. And so out of the thing that I read in that morning, my next journal, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll write, a, I'll write something like I'll write out my prayer in um, just, Hey Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for that word. Da, da, da. And I'll just, just kind of almost like write a letter to God, but it's just a prayer or journal, whatever. And then uh, my third journal, I, um, I just started doing this, I don't know how long, maybe six months ago, is I started writing affirmations about my wife. And so, because sometimes like we kind of get into things and we forget about affirming them and my wife, my wife's big on words. So I, I write, my wife is 
beautiful. My wife is smart. My wife is confident. My wife is capable. My wife is, um, you know, abundant. My wife is smart. She, my wife is a good mom. You know, I'll just write affirmations about who she is. Um, and then I'll write affirmations to myself. I am this and I, you know, and so, but I first start with who she is and just kind of affirming her in my mind and then affirm myself of, of things that I, you know, try to set my mind towards. And then the last thing I do, I circle back to the first journal and I'll write um, what the day will bring, like what I want to see happen. I, you know, so today will bring joy. Today will bring connection. Today will bring sales. Today will bring fish. Like if I'm going to go fishing, you know, whatever, like whatever I hope to see come to pass today, I'll write it down. Like today I will, today will bring this or da, da, da. What, what is today going to bring? And I'll just go through all of that before I even jump on any device, any uh, email, any social media, any anything like that. And so it's a pretty standard um, fare for me to get that routine in. And then from there, um, I usually jump into a workout after I kind of get the, the breakfast going or the, um, you know, I have my tea or whatever. So that's my routine and I'm sticking to it and I'm open to suggestions, adding things, deleting things, but it's kind of what I do. That's great, man. I, I love it. I, um, that's, that's a great routine. I, I, I try to do something very similar, but uh, I, I love the the journaling. I don't do as much journaling as you do, so I'm going to try to to add some stuff. And another thing that you know we had discussed with another uh, friend of ours is uh, writing down meaningful conversations. I'm going to start mm. doing that too. That was that was a really good one and a piece of advice that we got from uh, from our uh, friend Jason Valdeo. Yeah. Um, dude, this is awesome, man. I think. I think you're on an amazing path. The stuff that you're doing with, with the mindset and, and the marriage coaching. And I know you had uh, challenged David and Eric and the people on your marriage refresh to, uh, to do like a two minute exercise of affirming each other. Well, uh, my wife and I have that. We're going to plan that tomorrow. We're, we're going nice. on a little uh, breakfast date and we're going to do some affirming for each other. And, and um, dude, it's all on the right path, man. I, I'll give you, this is a little uh, hint, a little hit, uh, you know, view of what's coming in our, um, a future podcast, but the, uh, the five, five secrets of lasting love, the, the first secret I'll just give, I'll just give it a hint here is, is affirming each other. Wow. There you Um, go. So dude, you're, you're on the right path, man. Um, probably good that you gave, uh, you gave crystal, at least the whole night to kind of think through to it. Think about you it. Probably planned this a couple of days ago. Yeah. Cause yeah. This, I, it, you know, just, I'm just trying to be empathetic and put my, myself in her shoes and it's probably going to, she's probably gonna have to dig deep to find, <laughs> to what, find the, what she loves you know, about affirmations. Yeah. 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 Just, I just wanted to affirm you as well Thanks, and man. say that I, I think she'll put a lot Isn't of that kind of like the opposite of affirming <laughs> to it. Well, Russell, man, how, uh, how, do, how do our listeners get in touch with you, man? If they want to learn about uh, the Monday mindset stuff, the, the coaching, marriage, marriage coaching, what, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So our, our marriage coaching, we actually have a website. You can go to uh, russandsarahk.com and Sarah's with an H. Um, and um, I'm doing a, I'm doing a Monday mindset um, Zoom Zoom thing, uh, 6.30 a.m. Hawaii Standard Time, 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning. So my time, I don't know what all your listeners are there. And I could shoot you a link of what that is and whatnot. You guys could put it in the podcast link or something. But yeah. that's kind of what I'm doing for now. And if they you know, want to get in touch with me from there, we can talk about the um, different mindset coaching programs I have. But, man, I appreciate you guys just giving me opportunity to share with you and your your community. And, and I love what you guys are doing. Um, so stoked. You know, I, I think about community and the things that you the people that you surround yourself with are only gonna help you get better you know um like i'm like man i wish i i I, if i surrounded myself with you guys more i probably would have had like five properties by now but i you know i did what i did you know but but what i love about just being around you guys is you always challenge me to be better you always challenge me to think about ways to to grow and, and help others and to give um your guys giving um heart is so huge. And I know that by me just being around you, I'm going to be a better giver. I'm going to be a bigger giver. And and I want to do that. Like, that's something I value. And so I'm sure your community is, is also along the same lines. Like they're, they're engaging your stuff because they really believe in the principles you're doing, but also they want their life to, to speak and give. And so I just commend you guys for what you're doing and keep up the good work. I know this is just the start of what God's creating in, in storehouse and the future. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, 
I'm going to have a, a better uh, perspective because I mean, I think I'll be a little bit closer watching this and, and being a part of certain things. So super stoked. So thank you guys. Yeah, no, man. Thank you. I always appreciate your kind words. And I will tell you that uh, you are a dear valued friend. Um, and, and I think it's amazing that our relationship has, has stood the, uh, it's not surprising, but it's amazing that our relationship has, has stood the test of time. And, uh, you know, just your, your constant encouragement, your love for others, uh, and the fact that you take action on these things and you want to see people grow and be better and recognizing that you have a gifting and skills to do that and to, to open people's eyes. I Man, I'll tell you that exercise we did, it was such a beautiful exercise. I haven't stopped sharing it with everybody I've talked to just challenging people. Hey, take two minutes and, and, and affirm mm -hmm. one another's it was so powerful for Erica and I, I saw people on the zoom call that did not turn off their camera crying and, and just, yeah. you know, two minutes, it was two minutes yeah. and they were crying within 30 seconds because it was so powerful and meaningful and uh, just really appreciate you, man. Keep it up. I'm so excited for some future things that we're doing that, that we'll, uh, you know, uh, discuss on, on later iterations of, of filling the storehouse. But, but man, the fact that you're part of a group that we're, you know, the, the, this uh, uh, group of dudes that, that we can be around and the fact that you're in there and you just immediate value add, I'm, I'm just so happy uh, that, that, that you share life with us and uh, so honored that you're, that you're uh, such a good friend and, and just looking forward to continuing this journey together, man. And just watching you continue to grow and help others grow more importantly, which is, which is a beautiful thing. And uh, hopefully you can, I may pay you to be a life coach for Stu. Um, <laughs> I was actually just, I was actually just going to ask Russ, do you have, do you have a best friend? Is that, is that available? Cause I, I know it's, you've been seeking. It's um, on, yeah. It's, it's on the table. So okay. let's, let's, let's talk. Look, afterwards. Russ, I'm, I'm going to let you in on a secret. <laughs> it's always available for Stu because <laughs> nobody, nobody really wants to be that person. I did. I'm like, just looking oh, for the hey. right one. I'm just looking for the right one. <laughs> yeah. That's why we do these podcasts. We're just interviewing for the right best friend. Hey, yep. and we're on Dude, you name the price two. and I'll be his best friend. You name the price. I will be. <laughs> just. That's good. That's good uh, well, stuff. hey guys and gals, we'll put uh, we'll put all of uh, Russell's connections and, and contact information in, in the show notes. Um, Russell, man, it's great to see you. Uh, thanks for this; it was fun. Uh, right. Hey, share this episode. Um, take a screenshot. Tell somebody about it. Get in touch with Russell and, and Sarah. I think they uh, they could probably uh, change your lives. Um, and uh, hey, most importantly, go fill your storehouse. Shoots, brother. Shoots, Local bra. kinds. Make <laughs> it a great day. Aloha. See ya. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we could continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll reply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.